This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds of bets and burners. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that is super psyched about my return to AMC's The Talking Dead this Sunday night. Be sure to tune in an hour after the end of Walking Dead because AMC is showing a new show right after Walking Dead to take advantage of the ratings, and then Talking Dead will be on after that. Coming to you from Mini HQ in L.A. on Thursday, November 12th, 2015. Getting Dug with High goes live on my YouTube channel tomorrow at 5.15 Pacific. ASAP Rocky, you know the one with the dollar sign for the S, is supposed to be one of my guests. Hope he doesn't cancel. And Saturday, Doug Loves Movies is taping at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood at 4.20. I'm excited for this as well because I've got cast members from a film that I recently enjoyed as part of the DLM challenge, which continues with movie number 255. I didn't see the most recent season of Project Greenlight, but I did see the movie that resulted from it on HBO. It's called The Leisure Class, and it isn't terrible, but I feel like I would hate it if I had watched the televised behind-the-scenes series about the making of it, because apparently the director fought hard for certain things that just don't matter in the end. Like this movie, he insisted that it be shot on film. And then, you know, it's basically just a one-location drawing room farce. It's kind of amusing, but I never laughed out loud. And probably only worth seeing if you've seen Project Greenlight and you want to feel good about the egotistical director from the show failing to make a good film. Let's see what you guys said. Lou Geese said, Comedy of Manners, good but overwritten. And Brooklyn Fit Chick said, Trite garbage masked as indie dark comedy fail. Damn. Movie number 256, Five Flights Up on HBO. A pleasant enough look at an old couple dealing with real estate issues in New York City but ultimately not particularly amusing or dramatic. What did you guys say? Nothing. None of you have watched this soon-to-be Morgan Freeman, Diane Keaton classic, which reminds me, when I saw the trailer for Love the Coopers, and it took place at Christmas, and it's about a big family, and uh, Diane Keaton is the matriarch, I was like, what is this, a sequel to The Family Stone? And then they said, from the people who brought you Family Stone, right after that. And I felt proud and sad. Movie number 257, Unfinished Business. I finally saw it. And it's further proof, including True Detective 2, that I will sit through anything with Vince Vaughn in it. I just love the guy. But this movie starts like Jerry Maguire and ends like Risky Business. And it's nowhere near as entertaining as either. It's an eventful movie, and it's kind of 
shot in some ways. Uh, some of the sequences are fairly unconventional, and it features a surprise appearance by our buddy Nick Frost in an unusual role. But that's not enough for me to recommend it. Plus, all the business conversations sound like complete gibberish. I mean, I know they, they're really talking about something, but they don't let the audience uh, in on it at all. And it's not like it's jargon, you know? It's just these weird... They're just always talking about things like, we got 17%. Oh, okay, great. Good for you, businessmen. Let's see what you guys say. Uh, don't mind me. Forty-one says I'm going to say something controversial here. I kind of liked it. Had some charm. Yeah, of course it has. It's got Vince Vaughn. Gregory Peck says I believe the title refers to the script slash plot. <laughs> it it has an ending. It finishes. Uh, Bleethal says Dave Franco was super annoying. Yeah, I could see where you might not uh, get into his performance. I, I thought he was okay. Uh, Big Nige once is terrible, but I always get sucked in when Vince Vaughn is involved. Agreed. Well, I don't agree about the terrible part. It's not terrible. Midwestern Bovee says Nick Frost is literally the only good thing in this. No go. LeBlancers, they forgot to add jokes to the script. P-Killer? says, I knew it was going to be bad, but I watched it anyway, and I was right. Terrible. <laughs> Guy in a Wire says, take your business elsewhere. And Kesko says, Nick Frost lets it all hang out. Well, that's what I meant by unusual role. Do you think that's his actual shalong? Or do you think they had a stunt shalong? I think they had a stunt shalong, because it's just for an actor of that regard to have to stand around with his dick hanging out through a hole for a long time on a set that just doesn't seem doesn't seem right doesn't seem like that would happen maybe i'll get a chance to ask him sometime but yeah it seems like mostly uh negative reviews uh ptolemaic golf said i'd love to see the documentary on how tom wilkinson was sold this script there was a you know chance for Tom Wilkinson to be a little wacky and have some uh, have some sexual escapades, and uh, I bet you Vince Vaughn sold it to him because he is a smooth talker. Movie two fifty eight. I watched The Signal on HBO and I could not get into it. It's low budget indie science fiction, and I felt sorry for Lawrence Fishburne because he has to wear a here's a spoiler he has to wear like a spacesuit with a huge helmet on it through the whole movie. Maybe he wasn't even there. Maybe that's a special effect. I don't know. What did you guys say? Al Baron Design says, an okay indie sci-fi film. Hey, I just said that. Saw Twist ending a mile away. Good effects. Really? The effects are good in that? I thought it seemed pretty cheap uh, all the way through. But Donkey Ann Murray says, well-made, captivating science fiction mystery, slow burn. And then Dick Ryan Drobish says, well, that was incredibly disappointing to me. Yeah, everybody's all over the place on this. Mike August said, solid performance by Brendan, Brenton Thwaites and a decent concept, but just a weird movie. 
So there you go. Try that one out at your own uh, risk. But, you know, keep in mind that I didn't like Moon. I didn't like The Martian that much. I didn't. I was bored by Interstellar. Uh, as I've said on the show, I think I'm done with space. Movie number 259, The Diplomat. Another terrific HBO documentary. I kind of want to find an HBO documentary that is no good and is boring just to say, you know, that they're not perfect. You know, like Pixar made two Cars movies. This one is about U.S. Ambassador Richard Holbrook, and the film is uh, made by his son, which makes it very personal because he uses it to learn more about his successful globe-trotting and child-neglecting father who, uh, uh, you know worked with uh, Clinton successfully and then had problems with Obama. Uh, The only person that saw it as part of the challenge is good old Ptolemaic Golf. He saw it as movie 256. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just seen 365 movies by now. That guy's uh, a maniac. And he he wrote, Obama apparently ignores pragmatic, pragmatic foreign policy advice when he doesn't like the advisor. Yeah, that seems to be the case, but also, you know, maybe maybe the advice wasn't that great, and maybe Obama turned it down on that, on its merits, maybe. And movie number 260, that's right, I'm up to 260, so by uh, New Year's Eve, uh, the end of it, by midnight, uh, by 12.01 on, on January 1st, 2016, I have to watch... Uh, by my count, 105 movies. Do you guys think I could do it? I watched Max on a plane yesterday because it was either that or Fantastic Four. And also Max was kind of an appropriate choice for Veterans Day because it's the story of a dog having trouble uh, adjusting after his trainer in uh, Afghanistan uh, dies and then uh, the dog ends up with the trainer's brother uh, a young man who's having his own problems I'm not going to describe the whole thing to you I'm just going to say that the main kid actor is pretty good but like his friends especially this one friend are annoying and the bad guys aren't they're really bad people they do shitty things but they're not that scary because it's a PG-rated movie. First PG-rated movie I've seen probably in a while uh, other than like Pixar things because I think those are often rated PG with no 13 attached. But the whole thing's kind of... Uh, it's more bland than I would have hoped for. But also, it's a good dog that does good things. Like it's, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I dig it, but uh, let's see what you guys have to say. If I can find any, because when you type uh, DLM Challenge Max into the search engine, you just get a bunch of uh, references to Mad Max. Patrick Morales saw Matt just straight up Max, but he didn't uh, say anything about it, as is his want. Uh, let's see if anybody else saw it. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, it's just all Mad Max, Mad Max, Mad Max. Oh, here we go. Devin Decker comes to the rescue. 
He says, surprisingly compelling story, awesome dog on dog fighting. Yeah, there is dogs fighting each other in it quite a bit. And uh, I wondered about that. Like, obviously, they got the thumbs up from the Humane Society because they say that at the end of every movie these days. Dunaj Andrews says, better than I thought it would be, a great movie for families. And Huddled Cow says... The mad one, not the furry one. (laughs) Good visuals. Story? What story? Oh, wait. So it was Mad Max that you were reviewing. Because I would not say good visuals about Max. It's pretty straight-up forward filmmaking. Not too stylish. I can't find any other reviews of Max, so I'm going to give up because... I got a lot of movies to watch and I got lots of stuff coming up to that I got to prepare for. I'm going to do movie fights. I'm going to be on at midnight on Monday and uh, Talking Dead on Sunday. Uh, Getting Doug with High tomorrow at 5.15. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'm trying to think of a shithead right now. Um, anyone who treats a dog who is also a veteran poorly is a shithead. This is Doug Loves Manny. Show. Here with Lennon Malton, rated in the game, then left to him, made it funny that he's playing.